0: One Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's
1: theory of relativity. We're still
0: seeing it quite well through that haze.
1: T minus 37 seconds. The fight e is growing E equals MC.
2: That all men are created. Equal.
1: About the future
2: innovations. And growing strength in the air. Ignition
3: seeking to this way. happening. Coming alarm staging.
4: This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders.
1: Hello, and welcome to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I am the CEO and President of Voice America. Joining me, my co host, Vice President of Broadcast Operations for Voice America.
5: Mr. Ryan Treasure. Ryan, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. I'm excited to be on the show today. always look forward to these Fridays going live and bringing it to the world, baby. It's brand new, baby. Oh, yeah. Last
1: week, we wrapped up the Finding Your Frequency,
5: the book. Yeah, it was really cool to go through all of those chapters in the book and really get into the topical Mm -hmm. matter with our guests. And it was a great first uh, set of radio shows. And I'm extremely excited to move into the next portion. You know,
1: it really warmed us up, got yeah. us ready to go. We we closed it out with a two-hour special, had an excellent panel. We had Tacy Trump, Robert Cellino, Joyce Bender, Forbes Riley, uh, Ron Baker, Ed Kless, I mean— it was a pretty
5: star-studded lineup. Right Two there. hours, uh, six guests, yep. um, and and really talked about monetization, and you know, got to talk to some of our hosts like Joyce, and you know, what she's doing with disability matters, and of course uh, Forbes, and you know, her exciting stuff with yep. uh, you know all of her products and all of her speaking things that she's doing, and then the Soul of Enterprise was on both both guests, uh, Ron and Ed. That was great. I love. Yeah, those it was guys. really
1: good, and you know, to to wrap up the book with a nice two-hour special. To talk about you know the monetization not only in just the uh, cash basis or advertising sponsorship dollars, but what a show can actually uh, accomplish, what you can accomplish by yeah. hosting a show with uh, hooking up with high-profile guests or. You know, any there's so many ways to monetize the show with speaking events. Yeah, with Joyce's
5: case, she's like, she's like literally changing the landscape of how people deal with disabilities, and they're in Washington D.C. lobbying, and it's amazing.
1: Yeah, three different presidents uh, handed her an award. I know, that and they it's don't awesome.
5: they don't just hand those things out like popcorn. Know, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so it was a great wrap up. It was it was fun. It got the juices going for the first 13 weeks glad to get the series uh, over with. Uh, it's great for the book. It would be a big push. Uh, promo code, so if you want uh, finding the frequency of your book, uh, you can find that on Amazon.com, There There is a coupon code. Uh, save you five bucks off the book. So, $10 will get you
5: in the door uh, for hosting your own show. Yeah, and if you guys, uh, the coupon code is B7ANPPHA You can put that in when you check out and uh, you'll get some money is off the book. Absolutely. So, moving on. Yes, sir. We got some stuff coming up here uh, as we go to Hollywood, my friend. I know. This is a great show. You know, we're going to really dig into finding your Hollywood frequency. Got some really cool guests that are coming on a little bit later in the show. And uh, of course, you and I are going to be venturing to Hollywood next week. You know, there really is a great
1: event that I've talked to a gentleman by the name of Kevin Young. Uh, We're going to work with Rock Against Trafficking It's awesome Uh, It is You know uh, uh, Gary Miller Is the head of this project But you know Sting Is the big name Slash from Guns N' Roses Fergie I mean
5: there's just so many Star studded talent Right there uh, I'm excited about the whole project. Yeah, and I think it's a, a really cool project, too, to really highlight, you know, one of which I think is probably, you know, in the top five of, uh, you know, human rights issues when yeah. you talk about yeah. trafficking and, you know, especially living in Arizona on a border state, you know, something that uh, we deal with a lot here in Arizona. Absolutely,
1: And you know what? To get that message out there to the pu- public, it's all about awareness. You know? Right, yeah. And that's why I'm going to tie Voice America in with uh, Rock Against Trafficking because, I really like the message, and I want to get the uh, the knowledge out there. So that's awesome. uh, that's going to be a great event. Uh, but then we move on to the city gala. Yep, that's on Saturday next week, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Now uh, we're going to bring the cameras. We're going to do some live recordings. Uh, we'll have a good time at these events. Uh, but again, the first one is to get the message out there. Second one is says some great content. Uh, for our audience to, you know, meet some of the people there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time. You know, one of my
5: goals time. at that event, at the gala event, um, I was looking through their website, and I have to meet Richard Branson, man. A must. <laughs> that guy is uh, uh, an inspirational kind of thought leader in several different spaces and, of course, a bazillionaire uh, and all that kind of stuff. So definitely, <laughs> like I would, you know, got to shake of hands money. and interview that guy and find out uh, if, he, if he needs to do a radio show on the, the new channel. Absolutely. Well, you know what? We'll find out when we get there. Absolutely. Well, let's um, let's move on and, and talk about some guests and, and and get set up for the rest of the show, man. Absolutely. Well, you know what? We have our
1: first guest today as we venture into Hollywood, and who better than uh, the former executive vice president of California Pictures at Paramount, uh, and is not only one of the youngest executives in Hollywood. But Summer will be soon announcing her place as the youngest studio head in Hollywood history. Summer has been in the entertainment business all her life and has won multiple awards and worked with Mountain Pictures, Moon River Cinema, Discovery, and Paramount Pictures, as well as working with award-winning directors. Summer is a noted feminist and philanthropist, often uses her Hollywood friends and connections to support animal and children's charities. Uh, tune in this Summer's show on Voice America Variety, Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Summer Helene.
6: G'day, g'day. Good Thank day, you so good much day. for having me on the show.
1: Absolutely. You know what? I'm really excited to have you. you know, we've been talking a lot more lately. We were at an event together, sat on a panel, You know, had some exciting stuff happen. But um, we're finding your frequency is venturing into Hollywood this week. Uh, I love so I want to talk to you about, you know, you've got some, uh, some incredible credentials. Uh, there's a lot to Summer Helene. So I'm going to let you, uh, talk to the audience about who Summer Helene is.
6: I, I don't know if I can use that kind of language on the show. Let me see if I can PG this down. Um, I, 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 started in Hollywood when I was 17 and it turned out I was really good at it. So I kind of have to stick with this or it's flipping burgers. Right. Um, <laughs> I've, I love movies. I love entertainment and I think entertainment gives you a way of reaching people. And in today's day and age with the internet and digital media, we can reach people in a way we never have before. I think entertainment can be the greatest gift we can give the world. I think it can also be a disaster, you know, uh, circa World War II. But I think that it's something that changes people's lives during the Great Depression. One of the few things that didn't suffer were cinema and alcohol because it takes people out of their lives. I think it can show a better world when you look at shows like um, uh, Star Trek in the nineteen. In the 60s, the first interracial kiss ever on television was on Star Trek, and they showed a world where races, genders, and species coexisted, and that was an idea that we didn't have when you look at a time where Jim Crow laws were in place. So I think cinema can can take a great lead. I think film and television can take a great lead. I think radio can take a great lead. I've been very lucky. I've worked in television, I've worked in film, I've worked in radio, I've worked in, you know, I've I've worked with uh, journal, I've worked with journalists, I've worked in all facets of the entertainment industry, and I think that digital media now taking the lead is really reshaping the way media looks and the way we access our content, and it gives new hope, new light, and new forms of education even to people that couldn't be reached before.
1: Totally agree with that, one thousand percent, Ryan. We see it every day. Uh, the new forms of distribution, uh, yes, absolutely. The entertainment industry has educated and kind of led the led the, the charge for so many years now. Uh, and with the new forms of distribution, yeah. I mean, to get content out there with the speed of light, and of course, it's an on-demand world out there. So people consume this content. When they want
5: twenty four seven. Yeah, when you have Absolutely. when you have a cell phone, you know, uh, craze or a, a smart device craze that's been happening for the last ten years, and you know, almost every single man, woman, and child in the United States has a mobile device. You know, for for content creators and entertainers, uh, it's it's literally we're an arm's length away from being able to deliver content to somebody at any given time, and it's uh, uh, it's definitely reshaping the way that uh, business is being done, especially especially around uh, uh, content creators and people in Hollywood. I, I,
6: I couldn't agree with you more. It's um, even homeless people. If you go to Skid Row, you'll see somebody that doesn't have a home or a car or food, and they've got a smartphone. <laughs>
5: yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah, they've, exactly. they've got a smartphone. It's amazing. And But what's happening now is people are taking those devices and digital media outlets are linking, do you need help? And it's ways to find shelters, ways to find um, soup kitchens. I mean, really, it's also be, it's being used in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing the content creators put that out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The the more technology, the more apps. I mean, it's just becoming you know, that phone is a, a
5: lifestyle. Yeah, it's not Absolutely. it's not going to be too much longer in in you know in our lifetimes where I think that uh the computing power of the mobile device and a tablet is going to be such that it will render, you know, laptop computers at some point probably Absolute, useless because right. you know you'll be able to do all of that by talking into your phone, which I do like 90% of you know, the pers-
1: day I, personally. <laughs> I would say personally I prefer a laptop for a lot of my uh you know, searching through the the the, the websites and watching, you know, programming that I can't watch on regular T V and accessing I... content. So I like the laptop but I use my phone all the time too.
6: See, I, I get caught. I work from my phone so much. I have a tablet. I have a laptop. I mean, you name it, I've got it. I get all of these devices yep. from work so I can work yeah. on the go. And I do it all from my phone. The only drawback i found with the phone is the voice recognition isn't where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, so I'll write contracts by, by dictating them. I'm trying to write these deal memos and these contracts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it's asking if the fudge wants to go in the cheese. Exactly. Right, right, right. It's right. just, it's
5: just it's not good. <laughs> well, Summer, we're so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, uh, what you have going on in Hollywood and some of the exciting things that, uh, you know, we're doing at Voice America. We're going to take a quick commercial break on the other side of that break. We'll talk a little bit more about this. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Finding Your Frequency right here on Voice America Variety uh, with your host, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Go check us out on Twitter at Jeff 2 at Radio Ryan one. We'll be right back right after these messages.
7: Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure
4: and success. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand
7: 24-7. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
4: It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788.
1: And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard, And I'm your other host, Ryan Treasure. And we are with Summer Helene. Uh, Summer, I want to ask you, um, what's it like to be the youngest studio head in Hollywood history?
6: Um, I... I... You take a lot of, <laughs> you take a lot of
1: <laughs> Yeah, I would imagine. Um,
6: I, you know, I started, I started really young in my job and a lot of the old guys have been doing this since the 1950s and 60s. So I walk into a re- room and, you know, I'm, hey kid, how you doing? Right. You know, how are you? What are you doing? Um, It's, it's kind of a payoff. You, yeah. you, I, I get so much from them that they kind of always reserve the right to treat me like a child, because I can call them. It's it's the payoff. it's yep, I can call them yep. when I need something or, you know, I uh, get in a little over my head. But um, it is wonderful and terrifying, and a little concerning uh, because I'll be the third woman, and being the youngest person, I want to make sure that I don't uh, I don't make the girls look bad because there's not a whole lot of us behind the cameras.
1: Sure, sure. But that'll never
5: happen. Yeah,
1: no, no I've,
6: I've never had a clock, never had any problems. I'm I have really really strong obsessive compulsive disorder, and that's just worked in my favor.
5: <laughs> you know, Summer, as we talk about, you know, um, your experience as uh, as a as a studio head and and uh, you know youngest uh, uh, executive in that space. You know, the the premise of the radio show is, uh, you know, if you listen to the promo, right, it says summoning the intestinal fortitude, right, to to make a difference, to speak your mind, and find your frequency. You know was there like an aha moment or a changing moment where you went, bam, you know, and, and you summoned that fortitude and and you found your frequency.
6: I do that once a week. Um, (laughs) I, I, in this job, putting a film together is like flying a plane that's missing a wing and it's already on fire. It doesn't matter what film it is. It's over time, over budget. You've got something going wrong and it's never the same thing twice. And when you have a hundred films you're dealing with, which is what you're doing as an executive, as opposed to when I was producing and it was one, um it's, it's far more terrifying. The, I think the, the thing that's always resonated with me is the idea that the difference between you and somebody you admire is that you settled for less. I wasn't raised to settle for less. In my family, the idea, my uncle back home is a very well-known musician. My father started a political party that is in government. My mother was California State Dance Champion. My family has been good at everything. And so when I said, I want to be in entertainment, nobody said, well, why don't you get a real job? They said, okay, right. and you better be the best at it.
1: Right, the, dri- so then the family drive you. was built in.
6: Yeah, they're, then they're on you. It's kind of the expectation of do whatever you want, but if you say this is what you are going to do, you need to put everything you have into it. Right, be the and best. And so yeah. if if I'd ever turned around to my parents, you know, they put in from the time I was very young. They put in money for classes. They did all of this because I said I wanted to do this. So it's it's the payoff and the reward for them is that I do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that
6: – I, I ahead. would yeah. say the
1: passion going to be there. Yeah. And, you know, once you made the decision uh, with the family, with your family, you know, being everyone – having a driving force behind them that was just ingrained in your your growing up so yeah, you know, once you decided what you wanted to do, there was no stopping.
5: Yeah, I think that's one of the key, really important factors of finding your frequency. That everybody has to remember that you know you can have you know passion, which is great to drive you, but ultimately, like Summer said, you have to like take action and actually bust a move and go follow <laughs> those things and do something. Um, so then that way uh, you don't ever look back and say, "Well, I could have done more." You yeah. Know? Uh-
6: I think something a lot of people miss is they say, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Half the time, you don't know what you're doing. My brother's a fine arts auctioneer. He deals with um, jewelry and, um, you know, he, I, he dropped a dali and broke a, a, a frame that a dali was in and the glass cut the dali and it was an original hand drawing by Salvador Dali. Right. Um, and that was kind of his first week on the job. And the guy flipped at him and said, you, you know, you, you're never going to make it if you do this. Well, my brother had already been Los Angeles kickboxing champion. He is currently uh-huh. the best sword fighter in North America. And he said, do you want to bet? <laughs> and now he's a fine arts auctioneer right. and one of the best. He's worked with Circa and Sotheby's.
1: That's fantastic. Um,
6: and so it, it really comes down to you're going to screw up. You're going to get into situations that you yep. are in way over your head. Yep. So you better have the relationships, the relationships, that you can call, you know, where you have someone to call, which is why I get on so well with the old boys, because I need to call them. I still yep. have moments where I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I, I find find out somebody lost a hundred million dollars on a film, and it's one of, it's one of the ones on my roster, and I have to go figure out how to get this money back and salvage of the film.
1: That's a lot and of pressure, so, right there.
6: <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little bit, a little bit. Hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. of other people's money. <laughs> like
4: it's,
6: Dang. Um, but it's also. I think it's the level of expectation that you are raised with, yep. but more than that, the level of expectation that you put on yourself because you're not going to walk into a situation knowing what you're doing.
1: Right, right.
6: And um, when you look at the the art of attraction, when you look at the – there's the expression, what you put out there is what you get.
5: Mm-hmm. What
6: you put out, how you feel about things is what you get because consciously or subconsciously your actions – Create this. And yeah. so if you walk in there going, I don't know what I'm doing, you're going to walk in with your shoulders down. Yep. You're going to walk in with your eyes down, and you're not going to walk in there with the confidence. I've walked into a room where I'm the only woman, the youngest person there, and had everyone looking at me going, What do we do? Um, mostly because it's digital media and that's sort of my realm. Right. But
1: just take right it over.
6: Really, the same. I yeah, said just it, take it's, it's right really over. The same yeah, this, the same principles apply. The panel that you were on, you and I were on, yep. I walked in, sat down, and fell off that stool within 30 seconds. <laughs> so I sat back on the stool. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, exactly. Right, right.
6: It, I fell over. My dress went over my head in front of the king of Nigeria. Also, I didn't know there was actually a king of Nigeria and made a joke about that. <laughs> um and and the emails that I get from Nigeria, so there there, there are a lot of things that you're going to do that you are going to make a flaming absolutely. ass of yourself.
1: <laughs> no doubt about so it. You, you know, you in, can't
6: be able to pick it up.
1: Absolutely. In 17 years of building the network, I I can't count how many times I landed on my ass, but picked myself up, brush it off, and move on. And you know that's that's what you do. I mean, anybody who's successful uh, in any walk of life knows how to take the hits and get back up. And having the people, the support staff and people you can go to, very important too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you
6: should you should be the dumbest person on your team. You I hire are, everyone smarter than me. I'm the dumbest person I work with.
1: I love my that you one. say that. I love that <laughs> you say it because I agree with that so much. I can t- honestly tell you I am the dumbest person in at my management table every week. I love it.
6: That's it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to work with people smarter than me because yes. you learn so much and you get challenged. Yep. And the minute you surround yourself with yes men, you fail. Correct. And, you know, I have an assistant. I know you've met her who, She's excuse awesome. my She's language. She's fantastic, but, by yeah, the way. Well, about five minutes ago, she called me an effing retard and threw a shoe
1: a That's a good assistant right there.
6: And that's, and she, and she, but she holds me to account. She's like, yep. hey, ho, ho, ho why are you doing this? And I'll go through my reasoning and she'll say, okay, that's a good idea. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that. And then she'll learn from it and apply it. Or sometimes she catches me off and you know, she's definitely not done this as long as I have, but she's done it for, you know, seven years and she'll sit down and look at it and go, Hey, what about this? And it's something I completely missed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Alexis carries herself so well. I mean, uh, I envy you having an assistant like that. I've yet to find an assistant. Uh, quite like uh, like your assistant.
6: I, I actually tried to fire her and didn't try and hire her in the first place, and she demanded that I do, and that's what again, that's what makes the difference. Yep. Is she walked in and said, "You're going to hire me? Let me tell you why," and that's how I, I got it. my first job. I walked into um, the president of Paramount Pictures and said, "You're going to give me a job?"
1: And here's why. <laughs>
6: and he did. Yeah. And, and here's why, and he did. Um and I actually didn't get to the here's why part. I said, You're gonna give me a job and said why? And I said, I'm gonna work harder for you than anyone else ever has. Yep. yep. So he gave me the job and Alexis gave me damn near the same spiel when I hired her. It's perfect. It but was
4: a perfect match. That's
6: that's what it is. You have to be willing to you have to be willing to work twice as hard as anyone else. Yep. And you better have a sense of humor because you're gonna fall on your ass. You better Absolutely. be able to laugh at yourself.
1: Absolutely. So Summer, let's talk about uh, some of the projects that you're working on now. What's a, a big project you got going?
6: Um, my favorite that I've been involved with, it's not my project, but I've been involved um, with some of the the late end stuff has been Guardians of the Galaxy, which, you know, I love. I loved right. the first Guardians, so I'm so excited for the new Guardians to come out. But that's not really, you know, my project. I just kind of come in for the tail end sure. stuff. I love that one. I have an MMA show uh, coming out that I'm very, very excited. I made, again, a complete ass of myself. I called Dana White. <laughs> didn't do my research and thought he was a woman
1: oh whoops
6: um and he and then he thought (laughs) i was a man because he had an executive (laughs) calling him
1: yeah so we had a
6: good laugh he thought i was a bloke i thought he was a woman there you go Uh, yeah so he had a good laugh and i again learned the lesson you've got to do your research (laughs) yeah
5: yeah absolutely yeah okay so (laughs) yeah that's amazing (laughs) You know, and um, here a little bit later on today, you have uh, your radio show here as well on the same channel on the Variety channel as we, you know, only have a couple of minutes left in this segment. You know, take a minute to let everybody know what your show is going to be about today. And, uh, you know, let's uh, let's prime uh, prime the listeners for that one.
6: This week, we're talking about Hollywood horror stories, all the things that can go wrong. And like I said, everything in Hollywood, what can go wrong will go wrong so mm-hmm. have a sense of humor um, if you talk to anyone in Hollywood they'll tell you more about what goes wrong than what goes right because you learn nothing from what goes right so that's what we'll be discussing this week and next week I'll be having Cub Swanson who's the number two MMA fighter in the world on the show nice and then I think we have Oscar De La Hoya in a oh, week or two and then we great. have Mel Brooks. Right. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Mel Brooks and Oscar De La Hoya so I'm excited for those two
5: well yeah we are yeah, too <laughs> yeah i love oscar de la hoya i we'll grew doing up doing some extra him. promotion on that one absolutely well summer thank you so much for being Hi. on the show today we're it. excited you guys don't forget to tune in to uh summer's radio show uh, it'll be on later on today four o'clock pacific time on the same channel right here voice america variety
6: thank you guys so much for having me
5: yeah thank you summer
1: it was great I uh, appreciate you uh in everything you do uh with not only the show but uh on a personal level as well. So I appreciate you. Back at
6: you, I adore you. And that's (laughs) and that's an important Hollywood rule is make sure you like the people you work with.
5: Right. Yes. Absolutely You guys go and check us out On Twitter At Jeff Spinney 2 At Radio Ryan 1 Of course We're always on Facebook facebook Facebook.com Forward slash Voice America Talk Radio And when we come back We'll be bringing you Another extremely exciting guest Thanks Summer Helene For being on Go check out that show Again 4 o'clock Pacific time Right here on Voice America Variety Channel We'll be right back Right after these messages Finding your frequency
7: No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
3: The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events at voiceamerica.com.
7: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
4: You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788.
1: Welcome back to
5: Finding Your Frequency I'm your host Jeff Spinard, And I'm your host Ryan Treasure And coming up next we have a fantastic guest uh, Mr. Lester Spate Former NFL player turned actor and entrepreneur He is as determined and hardworking on the screen As he was as a linebacker on the field Lester has appeared in such things as My Wife and Kids Guest starring as well on Prison Break, Bones And Cold Case And on the silver screen appeared in hit films Such as Transformers, Dark of the Moon, Norber And and Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. He is also well known for his portrayal of Terry Tate, office linebacker, in a series of Reebok commercials. Lester Spate, big man, welcome to the show.
2: Wow, man, that's a lot of pressure you
5: just put on me. <laughs> uh, you
1: can handle it, though. I'm confident in that.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you.
1: How you guys doing? We're doing. Uh, good. We're doing great. Yeah, not as good as you, but we're doing all right. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> So listen. Well, first
2: of all, let me just say thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's raining here in LA, but uh, okay. you know um, we, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it happen, even though they say it never rains in, in Southern California. Well, it's raining today.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I actually lived there for two years, and uh, you know, saw enough rain to where that never raining uh, Southern Cal or never rain it didn't it didn't tie well. So, <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. It's great to have you, uh, Lesser. Finding your frequency. Uh, is entering Hollywood today. Uh, we just uh, got off with Summer Helene, uh, one of the youngest executives
5: uh, in history. Uh, with the yeah, with in ho- Hollywood, Hollywood, the guys. youngest youngest studio executive. She was also the there one of the youngest uh, studio heads uh, before she was an executive. So uh, that was a great uh, uh, interview there. Yeah.
1: So we want to talk to you and kind of found find out how uh, uh, Mr. Lester Spate found his frequency. <laughs>
2: Well you are uh, you talking about in terms of, of getting getting to Hollywood and like once kinda like once you get here it's really jump starting your career. Yeah, um, you know
1: what give us your path, uh, starting from when you were a young man and how it how it took place and how you ended up in Hollywood.
2: Well, I tell people all the time it's not like, you know, you're going out and trying to become a UPS driver <laughs> and you on an application. Um, when you get involved with the arts, whether it's painting, music, uh, making movies, television shows, anything that deals with creating a craftsmanship, even even sports, you have to do it in the beginning where you're not getting paid. You know, no yep. one paid Michael Jordan to be in his driveway when he was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, dribbling off his foot, you know, and, 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 and making all the mistakes that you make no different than Dr. Dre and, and, and DJs. And when, you, when you're doing, you know, if you make flowers for a living, like my mother did, she started out making a lot of mistakes and doing them in the confines of her home in her living room. So that's what you have to do before you, you know, when you, before you journey out to do it as a profession, you got to do it as a hobby. Right, so everything starts out as a hobby, and then and, and, and then um, you hone you your craft. Whether it's singing in the bathroom, singing in the choir, um, you might, you hear a lot of R&B singers, a lot of country singers as well. They start off singing around the house and then singing in church. And once people give you the thumbs up at home, then you spread abroad and you share that gift with the world, whether it's sports, uh, music, uh, paintings, or whatever. So Picasso made a lot of crappy paintings pictures <laughs> before... He was able to get at the Mona Lisa.
1: Exactly. If I'm
2: quoting him. Yeah, so. And just like you guys, you know, you guys have spent um You guys got a great radio show. And you know what it's like to, to uh, pay your dues. So I started paying my dues in sports. My mother, you know, but before I started out in sports, my mom had me singing in the choir, singing with my sister, who's we had a gospel duet called the State Specials.
5: Nice. And yeah. we going
2: around Baltimore, Delaware, Virginia. You know, on the East Coast, singing. Um, my mother was a self-taught piano player, so before there was any sports, um, I was doing plays, little church plays, and singing, and all those kind of things. So, um, and then my uh, uh, my HD, my uh, uh, hyperactivism kicked in when I was like six, seven, eight years old, and I had the itch in my pants and. That's when I really wanted to start playing little league baseball and playing football in the streets. Growing up in Baltimore City, Sam football, and then you know my, my the older uh, my uncles and aunts and older people they saw that I had a little talent to play sports, and then that's where I begged my mother to let me play little league baseball um, in the early 70s, and um, my aunt talked her into it, and, and both of us together we talked to her. You know, we talked into it because my mother was a nurse, and she was always scared I was going to break of bones. Course, but right. I was yeah, the one get doing the bone breaking. Yeah, you
1: know? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I was the Love bone right. Well.
2: But you know how moms are, so I didn't really have that soccer mom. I had the oh god, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that kind of mom. Don't so, hurt my baby. Don't yeah. hurt my baby. hurt <laughs> my baby. And then she realized, I'm the one getting up off the pile. You know, All <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, that's right. Um, Lester? But no, my mother, she would start praying for those kids, you know, yep. and, and start crying for those kids. But, yeah, so, you know, I had a humble beginning growing up in the inner city of Baltimore, and then we moved out to the suburbs, and that pretty much saved my life because I started getting into trouble around age t- 11, 12. I started getting uh, mischievous. And um, it was so thank God for the – The suburban life, and and, um, when she started to threaten to take sports away from me, that made me straighten up in school, and um, and it made me, you know, obey and and be respectful and grow up, you know, uh, because I I didn't, you know, all you had to do was say I couldn't go outside, and I would, you know, like kids today don't want to go outside, but
1: right, right
2: that was punishment of staying inside. Well, yeah. that was <laughs> well, that,
1: that, 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 that 11 12 year old uh, range is <laughs> such a critical moment um because you know that's where you know the the good and bad decisions start to get to get made. So, uh, it was good that you went to the suburbia lifestyle. Um and you know you have an, uh, a great uh, a story. I mean, a lot of sports when you're a kid. You know, I'm I'm hearing mm-hmm. I'm hearing myself here because yeah. what you're saying is exactly how I grew up. Um, and when I was a young man, 16, 17 years old, I was training to be a WWE wrestler. Now, I understand you may have some of that in your background. <laughs> Some would say I do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, until I crashed a motorcycle, you know, that was going to be my career.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I was uh, training with Killer Kowalski in, in Boston, and you know, I didn't get the I didn't get more than maybe four uh, four training sessions in, and I crashed a motorcycle. Internal damage couldn't take the hits anymore the falls so yeah uh, I here I am in media now
2: <laughs> well if you want to hear something that's that's really ironic is my brother from another mother his name is Dave Coleman he trained at killer Kowalski he used uh-huh. to take the, the the train from from Baltimore to Boston in the early early the mid the 80s and he trained at killer Kowalski and I don't know if you you might be familiar with his with his name is uh, one of his monikers was the surgeon, and I don't know if that sure. rings a bell with you. But this is the mid '80s to late '80s, and he was the first one to teach me how to lock up um, uh, in nice. like, well, 1988. And uh, and he trained at Kowalski.
5: Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Amazing stories that you guys have. Yeah. Kind of had that, that parallel yeah. in common like right? Exactly. with some of that stuff. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, you know, Lester, we got a couple more minutes left in this segment, and then we'll take a break and come back and talk a little bit more. But, you know, one question I kind of had in my mind as we talk about, you know, finding your frequency in Hollywood was, you know, what was that transition like for you to go from, you know, being an athlete and then moving into the Hollywood
2: scene? Okay, I like the way you, you put that question because most times people say, what is what is it like to, to make the transition from sports to entertainment? But I was I, I always tell people I started out in entertainment and then I got into sports and then you know there's only a, you know there's a small window when you're between 21 and 25 years mm-hmm. old to try to make it in professional football and then after I cried and you know and <laughs> teared up and and I you know I realized I think I was 26. 25 26 is the last time I played my my last football game, and I realized that you know I had to move on. It was one of the hardest, most painful things I ever had to do. Um, after the I think I signed with the Giants in like '86, and then um, I didn't pass the physical because uh, about eight months prior to me signing with the Giants during the strike season, I got my, my left knee um orthoscopic surgery was done to it. So when when it came time for the physical, I had too much play in my left knee. And um, the trainer that's still there with the New York Giants, he's a brother, I can't think of his name, but I'm telling you
5: right now, I was about ready to F him up. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Tatum? You're going you're gonna to Terry Tatum. Before, Let,
2: before I even knew it was a Terry Tatum, I was about to Terry
1: Tatum. Uh, ca- yeah, that's where it all kind of began.
5: He's going to bring the pain.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, we got to go to commercial break now. Okay.
5: But when we come back out, we'll pick right up where we left off. Guys, go take a look okay. at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio. You can follow Jeff and I on Twitter at Jeff Spinney 2 at Radio Ryan 1. And then, of course, send over any of your questions by email, finding your frequency at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned.
7: No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: 6417. Or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com.
7: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You're tuned
4: into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788.
1: Welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I am your host, Jeff Spinard. And I'm your co host, Ryan Treasure. And we are here with Mr. Lester Spate, uh, actor, athlete, you name it, he'll do it. Uh, Lester, <laughs> let's talk about what's going on in your career and what you're up to now.
2: Uh, well, right now we, we, uh, we just completed a episode. I just did a guest star on NCIS, um, Chris O'Donnell and uh, Todd Smith, a.k.a. Mr. L. Cool J. One of my favorite hey, shows cool, hey. on
5: planet Earth right there, man. Yep, love it.
2: Well, well I, you know, I, what I'll do is uh, I'll keep you guys posted when the episode is about to air, and Perfect. then maybe I'll come back and Definitely. let your listeners know, so they make sure they tune in. Um, and then I, I got a movie that I just finished last mm-hmm. year that's been in post for about a year, and we're really close to uh, putting all the bells and whistles on it, and it's a faith-based movie, Jeff, what I, which I know you need God in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, um, it's called Resolution Song, guys, and I'm very proud of it. Um, give you a quick synopsis. It's uh, it's about two families in a neighborhood, one black, one white, and um, a, a neighborhood tragedy happens. And uh, between the two homes, between the two families, and um, so it, it kind of becomes the McCoys and the Hatfields. Right. And uh, but 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 through the grace of music and uh, the universal sound of music. Um, Things, good things come out of that. That's, let me just put it to you, uh, put it that way. And, um, and we have a, you know, a star-studded cast. Mr. John York from uh, all my, from General Hospital. We yeah. got Kennedy Soclan. Um She's uh, she's in it from um, what the, one of the Disney shows. Um, kind of can, can never remember her show, but she's a terrific actress. Um, Tori Hart, who is uh, Kevin Hart's ex-wife, she's in it. And Ella Joyce plays the grandmother. And then of course. Yours truly. And then we're introducing Cedric Williams. He's a new actor that plays my son in the movie. And I just want to tell all the ladies out there, don't hold, uh, his name is, my, my character, my, my character name is Marcus, so don't hold Marcus against me. It's, I'm, I'm happy um, <laughs>
5: now.
1: This
2: should
3: be good, then. This is going to be a good movie, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit of a, he's, he got some stuff going on, uh, and I think a lot of women can, can relate to it, and they're going to really fall in love with Tori because... She has to endure some of the things that I put on my wife, and I just leave it at that. Right. And yeah. uh, so, so I got those two projects coming, and then I think
1: I might be doing a
5: radio show. Whoa! Um, he dropped it. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: he did it. He did it. He did it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> nice.
2: My bad. My, my big mouth.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's funny because last week I spilled the beans. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's right. So coming up on Voice America Variety. Uh, Mr. Lester Spate will be doing Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time, uh, starting in March. Lester, we're real excited to have you on the network, man. We're gonna have some, we're gonna have some good times with this show. Absolutely.
2: Now, now Jeff, let me let me ask you this: When you when you were, the four times that you went to training at, at, with Killer Kowalski, did you ever attempt the moon
1: No, I did not.
2: Okay. Because I was thinking if you could do one, would you do a backflip for me now because I'm getting ready to
1: come? If I could, I would, but
5: I'm afraid I'd bust the studio tables right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be a super exciting lineup for those shows on Saturday too because we have um, some new programming Saturdays that's starting tomorrow with um, Going Global with Gas and he's doing a two-hour show and then Eric Zuli does his show as well. And so we're going to end up with this, you know, nice five-hour block of fantastic radio on Saturdays that, you know, really cover is Hollywood and news and all the other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we're really excited to insert you into that linear programming and really, you know, uh introduce the VA audience to Lester. Real excited about Lester. What are we going to talk about on the show?
2: You know what, man, we are going to, you know, we're, we're just going to be an open book. We're going to Talk sports, politics. Got to talk Donald Trump. So we got to talk
1: politics.
2: Yep. Um, we got to talk a little bit about God. We're gonna talk a little about
1: life. Yeah. What Tur- to, Air, what's going on, on man? Planet
2: Earth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can talk about the Super Bowl if y'all want. to. I was to just me. gonna say we, we, we got we got five <laughs> minutes left in the show,
5: right? So I know that all of us in here um, are diehard football fans. Um, but let, let's go around the uh, let's, let's go around the room real quick though, and let's get a little prediction, right? So, uh, Lester, who are you predicting to win, and what's the final score?
2: Well, you know what, man, being that I've always been an underdog in my life, um, I, and I feel like God has really blessed Mr. Belichick and Mr. Brady and, the, and our whole New England clan of. Of, of obnoxious fans up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff, I know you from, I know you from Island, yep. Jeff. But uh, I think I want to, I think, I think the Waffle House crew down Atlanta is going to do some work. I think it's that time for Mr. Matt Ryan uh, to, uh, he went to Boston College, right? Yes, yeah, he did. Yep. yep. Okay. So, so he wants to, he wants to, uh, uh, uh Give it back to you guys the way <laughs> that uh, only he can do it. I think is out with the old, in with the new. I'm going with the Falcons, 41, Patriots,
1: 38. Nice. Whoa, that's really? a gunslinging yes,
5: game it right is. there. I like it. Well, you, know, you got Matt Ryan, <laughs> yeah, and Brady for sure. So, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna pretty go, pretty go next because I already know what Jeff's yeah, yeah, answer ahead, is because he's a Patriots fan. Okay. But I'm I'm also um, I. I I like the matchup. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Matt Ryan and Tom Brady are actually boys. They hang out in the offseason, so that's just a little tip I learned on Sports Radio ESPN this morning. Uh, But... Mm, I don't think it's going to be as high flying, gunslinging as we think. Um, I don't know if the Falcons can get past the defense of the Patriots. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Connection have never lost a game in the history of them being together to the Falcons. So I'm saying Patriots over the Falcons, but I'm going a much lower scoring game, 21 nice.
1: okay. 10. Nice. Right, okay.
5: You got a defensive 10. game going on. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
2: and it's, it's not the two thousand Ravens
5: they're going against. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm telling you, I don't know if the Falcons can okay. can stop that Patriots defense. They're they're really good. They they can stop. Okay, you know. What you, what okay,
1: you got, what you got, Jeff? Uh, okay, uh, obviously being a New England boy, you know, Red Sox, okay. Celtics, Bruins, and uh, Patriots. Four teams growing up, so you know I'm total one hundred percent. And this isn't with my heart; this is with skill. Um, I and Matt, you know, I said Matt Ryan was my fantasy quarterback, yeah. so you know I can't say I I don't like the Falcons because I do. However, uh, the Falcons have looked fantastic uh, over the last nine weeks, uh, but I still say uh, 32-17 Patriots.
2: Wow, so both of you guys got low scoring games for the
1: Falcons. Yeah, I think I think the defense is going to step up. Uh Patriots are going to take the lead early. Uh and they're going to knock the uh, uh Falcons out of their game. Uh and they're going to take control of the game. They're going to bring it up to about 28 to 7, 28 to 14. Uh and then uh Bill Belichick is going to ice the clock.
2: I'm going with Julio Jones with three touchdowns with about 163 yards.
5: That's nice. I like, that's hey, you nice. know what? And we could, we could all be wrong, right? Because, you know, we're not. Uh, we're just spitballing uh, it. We're spitballing you know? <laughs> it and just kind of coming from a fan's perspective. But it's always interesting to kind of get that take, yep. uh, you know, from different avenues. You know, you being the athlete, Jeff being the hometown boy, and me being just a complete outsider on Yo, both Tom, of them. Tom's, <laughs> Tom's throw,
1: Tom is throwing for, for about, 300, about 380 yards, three touchdowns.
2: Ooh,
1: Ooh that's okay. big. Well, you guys heard it. Well, right Edelman's, here. Edelman's he going to have a big game.
2: Let's have a little wager. So, yeah, so let's make the wager: um, uh, whoever wins will come to whoever scores the closest. Yeah, uh, has to buy the first round.
1: I love it. Love I love it. it. Well, uh, what
5: was your score again, Lester?
2: Uh, now i kind of want to kind of want to rethink it <laughs> well,
5: uh, we'll go we got it recorded we'll get it <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah <laughs> we got it right. we, got, we got, it. got it already well hey <laughs> lester like three, we're i
2: think it was like uh, six to seven
5: <laughs> <laughs> lester i just want to thank you too for being on the show yeah. we're running out of time here you're an amazing guest great guy and uh, we will have you back yeah we're we're excited to have you on uh, the voice america family Absolutely. with the radio show too and thanks for your time
2: Hey man, I think we're on for uh, we'll, we got a great start uh, to, to a uh, beautiful friendship relationship and business. Here.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so Lesser, thank you for being on the show. We will talk soon as we got to get get prepared for your show uh, coming in March. So
2: I'm gonna work on Ryan, so I'm, I'm gonna let Ryan's personality keep talking. To Ryan, fill him out, and then something's gonna come.
1: Uh, <laughs> there we, with go. Ryan there as we well. go. So
5: perfect. I love okay, it.
2: Okay, guys, you have a great you evening. You too. Great day! Thanks for having me on
5: board. And Absolutely, we'll
2: some more.
1: Thanks very nice much, show. ladies we'll and gentlemen. Show. You guys
5: are listening to Finding Your Frequency right here on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel with your host Mr. Jeff Spinard and co-host Ryan Treasure. We're going to come back to you next week as we broadcast another exciting episode of Finding Your Frequency. Go check us out on Twitter at Radio Ryan One at Jeff Spinney Two, Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio, and of course, send your emails Finding Your Frequency at VoiceAmerica